welcome to the All Things Real Estate Podcast with our very own Josh Barker. With more than 20 years of experience and over 5,000 properties sold, Josh brings a unique perspective to the real estate market. Let's get started. So we're back. It's November. It's uh, the middle of November. We're getting ready for Thanksgiving. Yes, we are. And uh, there is plenty to be thankful for. <laughs> definitely is. There is. Some of it may not be real estate related, <laughs> but there's plenty to be grateful for. We were looking, I, I was looking at this, you and I were talking before the camera started rolling about this sheet. Yeah. And there are some numbers. Yeah. Yeah. I talked about this in the beginning of the month when it talks about the, you know, the market and what that looks like. But here's a couple of interesting facts for you. Uh, the average list price in the market right now, uh, uh, if you want to guess for the month of October, what do you think it was? Just a while, guess. This Shasta County only, right? Shasta County only. 418,000. 604,000. <laughs> oh, my God. Things, things escalated quickly. <laughs> they escalated oh, quickly. Oh, wow. So, all right. So, the average list price right now, 604,000. Uh, for the month. That's the month. Yeah, for the month okay, of October. Yeah. Guess what the average sales price was for the month of October? Now I'm thinking they're going to be dramatically far apart because the reason, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, okay. $418,000. Oh my gosh, you're so close. Yeah. It was 416000 Oh. Uh, yeah, so 416000 One out of two ain't bad. It's not one out of two. It's not bad. So average sales price, or average list price, 604000 but the average person right now is purchasing at 416000 Yeah. So there's a disparity in the market there. Uh, last year, in October, the average sales price was 390000 So think about this for a minute. So it's gone up. Oh, yeah. Interest rates, were they higher or lower 5%? last year? They were a little bit lower. That's right. Not a whole lot, though. Right. Not, not much. Like, right. what, a point, maybe? Uh, roughly. What are yeah. we at? Seven and a half? But that's a purchasing power of about 10%, right? It is. Yeah. So right now, interest rates are averaging between seven and a half and seven and three quarter, which uh, we'll talk about in a minute. But that, that's actually much better. And there, there's some good signs there that the, the interest rates are likely to slow down. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But going back to average sales prices. So our average list price in the market, 604000 in Shasta County. Uh, well, I should say on the Shasta County MLS. Um, average sales price, 416000 mm -hmm. which is higher than it was last year by over 6% because mm -hmm. last year it was 390000 So yep. everybody that's listening to this or watching it, so rates have went up 1% over the last year, yet prices went up. And so this is kind of going to that point of everybody saying, well, we, you know, they're waiting for the market to change. I'm like, okay, but you realize if rates were to come down right now by 1%, what it's do you gonna think? explode. Would, is that what you think would happen? Uh, if interest rates came down, mm -hmm. uh, home sales are, yeah. Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna go. That's what all the economists are saying right now. I mean, if you watch them on any show or anything, they're saying if rates go down by one percent, it's just gonna you know completely light the market on fire. This answers the lifelong question of what happens when the irresistible force meets the immovable object. The irresistible force wins. The irresistible force is, is low inventory. Interesting. Abs absolutely. Interest rates are the immovable object. So the second they move out of the way, it's gonna skyrocket. So isn't it an unstoppable force hits an immovable object that is an explosion? Well, I'm no physicist, Josh, but I play one on TV. Uh, no, so, you know, just you know, it, it, but it, my point being is, if there's no inventory, people yeah. will pay more. Like not. you have to, you you've said it before. You have to have somewhere to live. You have to this, have somewhere to live. This is not people flipping homes. That's not, not what's going on here. No, okay, no. Which is really cool to see that the investor participation in the market right now is extremely low. So. Yep. Most of what you're seeing right now is form family formation where, you know. They um, have to have a home. They have to have a home. Yeah, and the bottom line. The next thing is on the absorption rate. So the absorption rate right now is 3.6 months supply. Do you wow. remember what the absorption rate is? 
Yeah, that's how long it takes to if no houses came to market, how yep. long at the current rate would it take? And three point that's a that's a neutral market. It's yep. kind of it's out of a seller's market. Yep. But well, one to three months is typically a seller's market. Four uh -huh. to five months is neutral, and then over six months is typically a buyer's market. And yeah, we're on the tail end of a seller's market. And it's and at some price points, it's already a buyer's market too. You know, so there's certain price points that are not performing all that well. The higher ones, yeah. The upper yeah. end right now is yeah. definitely not as moving as fast, and most people would understand that. It's just not as many people from out of the area moving in, purchasing those higher priced homes. Uh, last year, though, in October, the absorption rate was two point nine nine. So last that's year, so close. Three month supply this that's, year, that's yeah, still very close. Yeah, that's a good point. That's you know what I mean? Point. Yep. Um, another one that people might find some interest in average days on market right now. So in October, the average days on market was 93. Ooh, that's a little bit on the long side. It's a little longer than it was, right? Yeah. And then a year ago, it was 81. That's not so that much about more either. It's 14%. It's, yeah. You know, that's pretty much what it was. Um, you know, the, the, some of the normal stuff that uh, we've talked about from month to month, you know, the sales volume last month finished off at 203 pendings uh, at the end of the month, which was up just slightly from the 189 the year before. Closings were at 186 last month, uh, you know, and that was down from the 228 a year before. Uh, active listings, I think that's probably the one that, you know, for those that are listening, like, on where's all the inventory? Great question. <laughs> we're trying to find it ourselves. But, you know, the active inventory right now is 713, uh, and a year ago was 827. Okay. And that's tough because, you know, obviously, if you're already in a home right now and it's getting a little tight and you're thinking about expanding the size of your home – you know, usually what gets you going is if you were to see something that was appealing. Uh, so you need to see more inventory, more turnover in inventory to get excited. And with that inventory is just not showing up yet. Man, I was I was thinking the other day about uh, I, you, you and I were talking and you had said, and you're going to correct me on these numbers. You said something to the effect of when interest rates hit that 2.875, you could have bought a house for $600,000 and at seven and a half percent now, yeah, you would buy a house. I think you said three hundred thirty thousand dollars. It would be the same monthly mortgage payment. Yeah, is that right? Well, I that's mean, insane. Well, the difference right now is purchasing power of fifty percent, right? So let's say you were qualified for a home at three hundred thousand. Yeah. Now, now you know, right now you're qualified at three hundred thousand. That's brutal. You were qualified at six hundred thousand two and a half years ago. If you bought two and a half years ago, uh. Pat yourself on the back, guys. You didn't know that was really, yeah. Well, and that's where that's where a lot of this inventory is sitting right now. Yeah. You know, I've, I've heard some economists even talking about this going, well, if rates were to drop by 1%, all it's going to do is add more fuel to the housing market, you know, more because what's going to happen is it's just going to increase the affordability for those who are already in the market. You would need rates likely to hit somewhere in that 4 to 5% range mm -hmm. before you get somebody that has a rate at 3% to maybe be willing to relinquish it. Yeah, you know, to to yeah. buy a different home, uh, because they're going to have to give up that really favorable rate in exchange for another rate, and that rate right now, even if it was six and a half percent, it probably wouldn't be enough. So the bottom line is that they're saying, and I kind of tend to agree with this, is that the the inventory issue will not resolve itself if rates were at six and a half percent. Exact, in fact, it might exasperate the problem uh, because the same people on the market will just be, you know, able to pay a little bit more. Exactly. Um, whereas what you're really trying to do is to release some of that uh, inventory that's that's tied up right now um, with interest rates that are closer to 3%. And what would it take for that, that to happen? You'd have to get rates down between 4 and 5%. That's it. That's the only Yeah, there's the a couple ways you could do it. Out. I mean, t today, if the Federal Reserve decided as a policy decision 
if they decided that they were going to purchase mortgage-backed securities, let's say, at 4.5%. That would mean that every lender in the country could go fund a loan right now if they wanted to, but assuming that they're qualified to sell it to uh, Fannie or Freddie. Um, they'd be able to fund a loan today, and then when they fund it, they would just immediately go sell it. Right, and because there's the buyer for it, the Federal Reserve, if they were willing to buy it at four and a half percent, which they're not buying it at that rate right now, but they could do that without ever doing anything with the long uh, with the other interest rate, you know, because right right now I don't know what the discount rate is. Do you have an idea? No clue. Sorry, um, I'm guessing it's around four to five percent somewhere in there. I can't remember for sure, uh, but that's just the you know the short term rate um, that the Fed's playing with right now. Um, but if they were to come out as a policy decision and say, well, we're going to buy mortgage backed securities, that whatever they're willing to buy it at is the new market. And that's the only way that this, that we see this really alleviating itself. Well, they they, they could choose. I mean, r- r- you have to have a buyer for that to that for that mortgage rate. Like local banks aren't going to loan out the money at four and a half percent when no. they're borrowing it at five. You know, so no. so I don't see that happening. But I do think that there's this potential um, that the Fed could come in and say, you know what, we want to we want to increase the housing inventory. Uh, and to do that, they could they could carve out some policy. You know, they could pull out a scalpel basically and say, hey, for own, only for owner occupied. Uh, we'll offer buy mortgage-backed securities up to 4.5%, you know, and then that becomes the new rate. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying that that would be, if you're wondering, well, how how do people, you know, relinquish a 3% interest rate? We'll offer them a rate that's not too much higher. <laughs> that's how you get them off the perch, right? Do you think we're ever going to get back to that 3%? Well, Is we were in the force for really, well, no, I don't, the 3% would, would we, I mean. Prior I, to this last time, do you do you know of a time that it was in 3%? No. That's never, I think, right? I think it was the Historically lowest of all never, time. Yeah. yeah. Do I think that'll be in our lifetime? Probably not. Do I think rates could be in the fours again? Yes, I do. I think I saw that for many years uh, in those teens. I mean, I'm feeling like in the 15, 16, 17, 18, I feel like on all those times it was, you know, in the fours. Um, so could we get back to that? We certainly could. I mean, right now the inflation rate currently I think is at 3.2%. I think that's what they came out with last month, mm-hmm. which is getting really close to the target of 2% with the Fed. You know, think about where we were and where we're at now. 8%, I think. Yeah, and, think, and, and everything is pointing towards the economy slowing down. Um, inflation certainly reflecting that. Core inflation came out uh, either yesterday or today, and it said it was a half a percent uh, reduction in the core inflation. When they were anticipating it would only be like 0.1% reduction, so that was actually a little bit of a better number. Um, it's very unlikely, um, you know, and again, I'm not here to do any forecasting on this, but my personal opinion is it's very unlikely the Federal Reserve is going to raise the interest rates anymore. Um, I very I don't think there's any data that would point to them needing to do that, uh, and if anything at all, they're probably more concerned about it going the other way, right? So now that they they're seeing inflation slowing down on the core inflation, they're seeing inflation show down slow down year over year. Getting ahead of that is a big deal, you know, and making sure that you don't have a hard landing but a soft landing. How do they do that? Moderate, you know, don't raise the rates anymore project that you'd plan on not reducing them either. So what they're coming out right now and saying is, hey, we're not cutting rates right now. <laughs> what they didn't say was we're not raising them, you know. Um, and so I think that most people took that, hey, we're not cutting the rate as they're not doing anything. They're just going to let it sit. Um, and I think the numbers that just came in recently in the last few days, I think is supporting that. But again, I mean, my, I don't have a crystal ball to this, but um, I would be personally very surprised for what it's worth uh, if I saw the Federal Reserve raise the rates now. So the other side of the coin is um, inventory coming to market. Like you said, a bunch of people sitting on really low interest rates don't, mm-hmm. aren't really motivated unless they've got a rental that they want to sell or something. But there's, you know, if they sell their primary residence, they've got to turn around and purchase a primary residence unless yep. they're just flush with cash. Yeah. You know, I rates mean, are at seven and a half. It's not right. an attractive thing at all. 
Well, no, and, you know, and this is something that's been changing too over the last, I don't know, 20 years, I guess it's changed a lot, but you know, 20 years ago when I was telling, oh gosh, I don't want to say that. <laughs> I was working for Michael Medley. 20 years ago when he was in junior high school. <laughs> that's right. When I was working with Michael Medley in 1999, that's when I got in the business with Michael Medley here in town and, um, and working with Michael at the time. I think that the the office meetings and the office trainings that we're getting at that time is that the average person lived in their home at that point for around five years. Mm-hmm. And I, I, that's what I remember. Um, Sounds I, right. Yeah. And what checks out. Okay, good. <laughs> that's great. Um, but since then, over the last 20 plus years, what I've seen is that it's it's obviously started to climb. Right now, the most recent report I've seen on this was that a little over 11 years. Wow. Is what the average person is staying in their home. Um, it's changed a lot for me, even in our own personal real estate company, because um, in years past, you know, we would reach out to our past clients about once a quarter um, and call them, "Hey, how you doing? What do you need? What can I help you with?" Knowing that, you know, normally every you know five years or so, they were likely going to do something, and if we kept good communication, they would likely you know talk to us at least. Um, you know, now it's like, it's twice as long and it's like, wow, you know, uh, do they want to hear from us for that long? <laughs> you know, that's a long time. Right. Yeah. So, um, so now we're, you know, as a company, we're actually looking at going, okay, do we want to spread that communication out over a longer period of time? Maybe not talk to you once a quarter, maybe twice a year instead, and just kind of slow that frequency down a little bit, just because the consumer is changing. They're staying in these homes longer. Well, the differential on that that interest rate on what they're sitting on versus what they can get is yeah. only going to increase that number. I, I think I mean, so, too. I, I wouldn't mean, sell or, a house or, right now at, if I had a 3.5% interest rate so I could buy it 7.5%. Right. Well, and this is where, you know, if you look at some of the other data that's out there, um, it talks about uh, credit cards and consumer debt. And, you know, we... We, we, Let me we, guess. It's really low. Everybody's <laughs> paid off all their bills. Is that where you're going with this, you're Josh? You're such an optimist, man. I'm trying. I, Thanksgiving, remember? That's right. That's right. So, well, things looked pretty bad prior to the pandemic, and then we had this huge infusion of cash flying out of helicopters. And, I didn't um, get any. You didn't what? get that? I know, man. You got you to gotta talk to your banker. So when they uh, released that, the good news was is that the savings are the both the savings rate but also the credit card debt actually went down. Oh, that's uh, good. People took their money and they paid off their credit cards. The bad news is, is that uh, most recent reports coming out say that consumer debt is higher now than it was prior to the pandemic. Uh, uh, and so now that leads to, okay, um, let's say you bought a property, um, you no longer live in it, it's a rental. Um, you've got credit card debt that no longer is paying, charging you 14%, but I think it might be 20 to 25% now. Any bar prices. Yeah, right. And so I think there might be looking at them going, you know, this, and I think this might be where some of that inventory is coming from, mm-hmm. too, is that, you know, people are looking at the rental market and going, ah, you know, I, I'd rather sell these properties while I have the equity and maybe pay off some other debt. So um, that's where some of this is coming from. Uh, core inflation, I think I talked about already, but it's at 3.2%. Mm-hmm. So that's the good news is that we're getting closer and closer to that 2% target. Um, you know, so... I don't know, man. Your your best your guess is as good as mine as to um, what will release inventory. What I can tell you is that a lot of it right now is related to people moving out of the area um, or liquidating investment property uh, rentals, things like that. Um, not a lot of it is what I would call um, multiple leg transactions, where you know you're selling your home and you're also purchasing a home in the same market. Um, you know, I've, I we've done a handful of those that I'm aware of in the last month. Um, but it's not predominant. What's it going to take to get the builders building again? Well, volume. I mean, they need to know that there's a bar, there's a market for it. Well, there's clearly a market. I mean, 
uh, there's there's no inventory, but can they? I mean, well, building is a tough thing because right now, if you were to look, let's go back to the average sales price. So, okay. average sales price in the market last month was four hundred sixteen thousand. You can't build for that. Well, they're trying, <laughs> but it's hard. Yeah, and, and it's really hard when you have added state regulations. When you add, you know, the solar component. Those of you listening may not know this, but all new construction now in the state of California is required to have solar panels. Yeah, uh, my understanding is that the average cost of a home has increased between thirty and forty-five thousand, depending on the size of the home, mm. uh, just to accommodate that one rule alone. And there's other stuff too. You know, there's electrical, there's energy efficiencies, and everybody could argue those are great things over time. But boy, that that barrier of entry that is added when you add all that stuff in there is making it harder. Yeah. So yeah. they can't bring inventory to market at that price. I mean, no. well, if you can, I mean, you've man, no, I don't know how you make money. Well, the larger home builders here locally right now are, um, you know, their, their, their volumes have slowed a lot. Um, I don't want to quote the numbers cause I don't know if they're completely accurate or not, but I looked at one this morning that was pretty astonishing to me when I thought, Whoa, two units, that's not a lot. So uh, I'm not sure if that's going to, uh, you know, if that happens, you know, for three or four months in a row, that that's really low. Some of the local builders um, have been just finishing up projects right now, buttoning things up. And um, I, I suspect they're waiting for a better fact pattern going forward. So I, I would think that, you know, I don't know how that whole interest rate thing works for contractors, right? Is it the exact same? I mean, do they have like a special rate, right? Or are they floating the money? Because there's... Oh, you're buying the retail. Yeah. So I had a call from a, a local newspaper, and they asked me about that. Oh, well, this particular company is offering a a really low interest rate um, if you purchase a home, a new home from them. And I go, oh, that's wonderful. That sounds great. I said, well, you know, technically, any seller in the market could offer the same thing if they wanted to, because they carry the. Well, they could just they bite on the note. points, you know. So, so let's say I have a house for sale oh, right now, okay. and I sell my home for half a million dollars. Okay. And let's say that I want to create an incentive for buyers. Uh, I could say, well, the interest rate today is 7.5% on the market. I'm, I'm willing to buy down a buyer's rate to 6.99. Sounds good, right? Yeah. Just means I have to buy however many points is necessary in order to buy the rate down to that number. So you could have some attractive marketing tools out there if you wanted to. And that particular builder, in this case I'm talking about, that's all they did is they said, hey, we're willing to buy the points down. Um, you know, to a point where the rate that they advertise is extremely uh, attractive. How far down can they buy it? I mean, they can't buy it like a half a point, uh, you know, a half a percentage. Like how far can they go usually? Well, how, how far could you go or how far should you go? Because I think there's a point where you pay more points than you'll ever get return in value. There's some calculator that says, okay, yeah. you need, you have to stay in the home this period Correct. of time to get that money to back. To get that money back, yeah. right. And so I, and I ha- and not have interest rates drop. During that during time. that time, yeah, that's right. So, um, good question. I think uh, I'd leave that for the lenders to to answer. But it's not uncommon that we'll see a buyer come in and buy down one or two points. I've seen sellers come in and oh, do wow. the same. One or two points? Oh yeah. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So you could. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So if you have a seller coming in with two points down, you have a buyer coming in with two points, right? Then you bought the rate down not by four percent, but four points might equal, let's say, a full percent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. you're dropping it from a seven and a half to a six and a half. So, yeah, there's there's ways to do it, but it's, uh, um, you know, pull out the calculator and start doing the math, figure out how long you're going to live in your home and, you know, uh, what you think the rates might be in the future. And, you know, if you're if you're a betting guy or gal right now, I would suspect that rates will likely be lower in the future than they are today. Well, I would hope so. Yeah. But we already know what that means. It just means there'll be increased demand for the existing inventory. It's uh, I think once interest rates come down, I mean, 
it, it, there's a lot, there's a lot of variables. I was going to say the standard stuff is when the interest rates come down, you know, prices are going to go up, but there's no inventory. I mean, there's, it's yeah. hard to figure it out, isn't it? It is because yeah. it's kind of, it's kind of uncharted territory. It is. You know what I mean? I've had a lot of experienced brokers, you know, 25, 35 years in the business. I mean, and, and those conversations we have, everybody's scratching their head going, man, we've never seen this before. This isn't 2008. This no. isn't 1981. No. This isn't, this is like nothing else. No, no. I mean, well, you had early 90s with savings and loans, mm -hmm. right? So you essentially had a squish on the money supply. Yep. And, um, you know, that's what had an impact on housing for for the early 90s. Um, and then, you know, obviously we had the Great Recession that we had that night, 2007, 8, and 9, mm -hmm. um, which we already know what that was about and mm -hmm. bad loans blowing up everywhere. And the fact pattern there was completely different because, you know, you had a huge amount of people that couldn't afford that mortgage rate um, on the home because the rate kept on going up, you know, because it, it was an adjustable rate mortgage was a very common loan back then. Uh, and that's, again, for the Great Recession, 2007, 8, and 9. Um, that's not the issue today. The issue today is that people's rates are too darn good and they have no reason. They, they don't want to give up that, that good rate. And what it's doing is it's putting a squish on the uh, squeeze on the inventory. And that squeeze on the inventory is what's holding prices up. Uh, if you had momentum and inventory turning over and flowing in and out more frequently right now, and people weren't feeling like, hey, I don't want to give up a 3% rate because who would want to if you didn't need to, right? Um, if you didn't have those feelings right now, the volume would be probably much higher than it is today. I'm sure the inventory would be higher as well, and prices would likely be a little softer. Uh, so is in your industry, is there anybody that's coming out saying any, like, is there anybody looking into their crystal balls or is it everybody's just kind of like, Hey man, we don't know. We're throwing our hands up in the air. <laughs> well, I, f I think people are beginning to sense the fact that, like I said, that, you know, if interest rates drop by only 1%, that that likely will be the existing buyers in the market today will be able to pay a little bit more. So that means that 416,000 is going to go up. It would likely bump, yeah. And by, in this case, it could go from 416 to 450, for example, if it was to drop a 4%. For the same house. Same home. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but it won't solve the inventory issue. No. Because I, I think a 6.5% interest rate is still too big of a bridge to gap uh, for somebody that has a rate right now at 3%. But it might be enough to spark more building. It might oh, help, sure. It might help the contractors. It certainly to would. Say, now I can bring yep. a product and, to market. And, and you're right. And that's a really good point. Maybe from the inventory side, uh, or new home replenishment rate could go up. Which we need. Oh, yeah. Make no mistake. Reading yeah. is not getting smaller. So regardless no. of whether people are buying and selling their houses, we need more inventory yeah. over time. We have to. Well, it's cool. I was talking to a, uh, an agent. Uh, we were at lunch, and this is just a little while ago. Um, and I saw some, some young people folks that were i don't want to date myself too much but they were young folks were they were, whippersnappers Josh? They were whippersnappers and they're probably in like mid late 20s early 30s and um so i i called a couple of them over i'm like hey come on over here real quick i got a few questions for you they're like who's this weirdo um and i just started talking to him and i was like hey are you guys local a lot of them were local and i said you know uh, tell me a little bit about your story you know um, you know when i was your age i told him i was like hey when i was your age we grew up here you joined the service you got out of town right and, yeah and that was just kind of like the plan and um, they said, yeah, actually, we left town, too. And they said that they were gone. Almost all of them said they had left town uh, for about a year on average and then came back. And I was like, that's interesting. Tell me, tell me why. And they said, well, you know, it's expensive in the city for them is what they were saying. Um, they didn't like the, the density. You know, it was pretty crowded. Um, they talked about a few uh, things, you know, the homelessness and, and some crime and um, some drug things and stuff like that, that they just honestly didn't feel like they would seen that as much in our community. It got me thinking uh, when I was listening to him, I was like, you know, I don't know if the bigger cities are as attractive 
to young folks anymore like it used to be for us. You know, we looked at that as like, oh, the promised land, there might be something more special there for us. Whereas today, um, you know, I hear a lot of folks that are up here that are, you know, in that same 20 to 30 year old range. And I think they're going, man, this is a great community. Um, I just, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe it might've changed a little bit. Well, I think there's a couple of factors. I mean, just off the top of my head, uh, some things strike me is uh, number one, we have way more services in a virtual space. So when I was growing up, uh, you know, the movie theater only had a couple of movies. You could right. just stream whatever you wanted to see. Uh, you didn't have access even to sports. Yep. You know, I, I was my sons and I were talking the other day, and and they were asking me about. Uh, we're they're really into like uh, kickboxing and mixed martial arts and things like that. So we have online subscriptions. We 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 watch kickboxing championships in Europe, and they were like, Dad, you know, did, were you into this? And I was like, We didn't have that. Yeah. I didn't. I had ESPN. Right. And and I was awesome to have ESPN because when I was a real little kid, we had ABC's Wide World of Sports. Right. So they don't have to go to the city to consume a lot of the stuff that you. You, you know what I mean? There yeah. wasn't that you couldn't consume it. You can consume it now. Also, on top of that, uh, I, I think the homeless issue and the trash and stuff, I think that's a big deal. Yeah. And the cost of living, it's just, it's it's gotten, it's escalated way too much yep. too fast. Yep. You know? Well, and I think it's it's added to your point. I think it's added to the demand for our location and where we're at. I think that there's more and more folks that are saying, hey, man, all things considered affordability um, you know, the density issue, you know, isn't really an issue up here. I mean, schools here are, are you know, really great. I mean, it's, it's fantastic. Um, can you do that as Christopher Walken? You can. It's, it's fantastic, baby. It's absolutely <laughs> great. You'll love it. You'll love it. And you will love it. You know, it, needs, it. More, it needs more cowbell. But mm, other than that. Yeah. Um, Who doesn't? <laughs> you know what this needs is more cowbell. Um but yeah, I think it's, I, I, you know, that's the good side of, of, of our area, I think. I mean, when you compare it across the whole state of California, I mean, I think we've been the underdogs for a long time. Uh, and uh, affordability, I think, is one of many factors now that are helping us to stand out as a pretty compelling place to, to look at, at least. Well, that's a lot to absorb. There's a lot going on there. Um, is there anything, before we close out for November and not see anybody until after Thanksgiving, is there anything... You'd like to let the market know anything they need to know outside of what we talked about? You know, I, I, I brought this up in a, in a meeting I had just recently. And, uh, my, my biggest advice to anybody right now, whether you're buying a home or selling a home, don't just list or buy. Get educated first. Um, you know, sit down and really, I, I, I think right now more than ever, it's, it's it, when you talk to a real estate professional, it's not, don't just focus on just the transaction. Try to figure out what, you know, based on all the options that are available, which one might really be the best one for you. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm coaching our sales team right now constantly around the educational side. We need to help our clients understand the big picture. Um, and we need to understand what it is they're really trying to accomplish because that's where I think that the best decisions are going to be made. Um, and we want to see our clients make decisions that they would be happy with, you know, not just a year from now, but three, five, seven years from now. And in some cases, based on this report, 11 years from now. So I think what I'm hearing is it's not the end. It's not the beginning of the end. No, but it is the end of the beginning. <laughs> it is the end of the beginning. <laughs> All right. Till Thanks, next time. Josh. Thank you, too. If you're enjoying the All Things Real Estate podcast, please feel free to subscribe, rate and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show. And we really appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.